Hello and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Harrow podcast uh, number 76 and today we have Nimesh. Nimesh, thank you very much for joining us. First question that goes out to everyone, as always, is why CrossFit Harrow? Thank you for inviting and uh, yeah, I remember I think one of your classmates, Sean. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to work with him. Yeah. And once we had a bet at workplace to lose maximum weight. And I lost the bet, so I had to buy lunch for everyone. <laughs> right. So about six or eight of us. And then I told, I was talking to him. I said, you know, you have, he was well built. I said, Do, can you suggest me someone who can give me, you know, some really good exercise guidance, not just, you know, and nutrition and everything. And he said, yeah, my classmate Lorenzo, he has opened up a place. I think that was in 15 or 16. Yeah, 2015. When we had the first The one. first one, yeah. And that's when I signed up for a foundation class. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it's good when six. I came in, but I think that's when I changed my job as well. So it was seven to seven. So there was no time for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so. That, that was the start. Um, so talk us through like fitness, like growing up and stuff. Was it a big, was it big and was it important to you? It was important to me, but I grew up in most of my, well, uh, young life in India. Yeah. So, and in India, the thing is, while I was growing up in 80s and 90s, the craze wasn't that much. There were not many gyms in my city. I wasn't in the metro city as such. Okay. And in school as well, funny enough, we have this, that you know, you either study or you do sports. <laughs> it's not both not more, Right, that's fascinating. You won't find many people who are proper as well as... Is that still, sports. do you think that's still now? I think so, it has reduced a bit now because people are understanding both. But in my time, definitely, if you are in top five, which I was always aiming for okay. in the class, study-wise, you don't miss the class for sports. Fine. So sports is not something I was exposed to but yeah being in India by default you play cricket yeah so we always played cricket uh, football because I think since later part of uh, 90s the football you know craze was very much and we had much more exposure to outer world in terms of cable TV and everything yeah so we used to play football out in the street volleyball yeah 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 so, and then we didn't have those t-shirts, so we would write with pen. <laughs> That's something that you see like in a TV advert. Yeah, this is like really old school. We write it and then wear the t-shirts. Who would you have on the back of yours? That time, Ronaldo, Ronaldo yes. The original Ronaldo, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brazilian. Yeah, um, amazing. Um, okay, so not exposed to loads of sports at school. No. Um, but what point in your life did health and fitness become Number one. Well, not necessarily number one, but you took more of an yeah. interest. I think while when I came here okay. uh, from Canada and starting the family, I didn't realize that the fitness has gone down because, you know, you always do the stuff. But then one time I was doing something and I felt that, you know, it's not that easy. <laughs> I used to be able to do this so easily, but now it's difficult. And uh, the clothes started to, you know, fit more. And initially I just buy more, you know, bigger sizes, but then I realized, you know, this is not going to end. So I have to do something. Yeah. And that's when I started, I've done, you know, I think Virgin uh, Gym when I was in Hendon, and then Pure Gym, 
all those genes because the time I was looking for was only accessible through those 24 hour genes. Right, okay. So I used to wake up at 4.30, go 5 o'clock, 5 to 6 and then go to my work in Enfield. Okay. So that's what I used to do. And this is because of the work schedule that you needed yeah. the gym that, that early. Yeah. And what was work for you at that time? Work was fine. Work wasn't that much of an issue because uh, by profession, I'm a mechanical engineer. So yeah. I used to design stuff for, you know, new products development and all that. So it wasn't a stress or anything, but I used to work up to two, three o'clock. And then after that, my main work starts, which is the kids. <laughs> so I do the school pickup and then pick up both the girls and come home. And that's when I get more busy, you know, then I have no time to do anything or to think about anything else. They t obviously yeah. take up a lot yeah. of your time. So for that reason, morning if I do it, perfect. Yeah. Because the, the later I put it off, in the evening time I'm like, I've done enough for today. You know? <laughs> yeah, exhausted. I'll have whiskey and <laughs> we'll, go on, we'll get on to the whiskey. Yeah. Um, so talk as you mentioned moving to Canada. Um, talk us through, was that, from, was that India to UK to Canada or India to Canada? No, it was India to Canada. Okay, and what, I, how did that come about? So while I was growing up, in my whole family, no one has thought of going abroad until one of my elder cousins. Okay. When he went to USA, you know, that's when I thought, you know, I should dream. And then in my engineering class, more than 50% of uh, guys were preparing for USA, Australia, you know, GRE, GMAT to go for MBA or master's degree. Okay. So I think, you know, it's in a way the company you are in that brings the best out of you. Sometimes. Yeah, they say that like the closest five people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and if you want to fly, be with eagles. So that's yeah, yeah. what happened with me, you know. I had people, they were like, you know, we are preparing for GRE, GMAT, and to be honest, I studied, I didn't even study English language. The medium I studied was Gujarati. Oh, really? So until I started engineering, I was learning English as well as mechanical engineering. How did you find that? that, was, that it must... was difficult because not only you are learning engineering stuff, you are learning English, you know? So you would have to, study. were you reading in English? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, English was a subject. Fine. So uh, that was fine. Because then it's processing it, what yeah. it means to you, yeah. then going it back. It takes and, more time. Yeah. But in terms of English and engineering terminology and all those things, that was a big, big shock. Okay. But then I prepared for it. And sadly, that time, this 9-11 thing happened. Okay, so it was around, so, that, around that time, yeah. right? So the visa for everyone was very, very strict. And, you know, people were getting rejected. So I said, you know, USA is off the limit. Let me try Canada. So then we found a, an agent who was preparing us for Canada. So me and one of my friends, we applied for a couple of universities. Okay. And then we got in. So you took your life yeah. from India. Straight from India, you know, nothing whatsoever. First time sat on a plane. Really? Yeah. And, and how old were you when you... 20 one two and yeah just went there funny thing is the guy who was supposed to pick us up we we haven't met him fine it's only through school through emails 
This is 2001 too. So emails aren't like, they're pretty new in some yeah, respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in India, we didn't have that much internet cafe. So we used to go internet cafe. Okay. And funny thing is, the guy sent his picture. So for us to print and, you know, find him at that. <laughs> yeah. It only downloaded up to half. <laughs> so we had kind of his passport size image, if you like. And then... Did you find him? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, We yeah. eventually found him because he was quite bold. Oh, so it was easy. That narrowed it down. <laughs> so it was quite easy. And uh, yeah, so he came to pick us up. And then, yeah, it started from there. So your studies in, in Canada were how long? I... Well, I was supposed to study for three years. I stayed three years. Okay. Uh, my MBA, I finished one and a half years. Then I didn't study. Then because I was getting jobs and the money was good. So, you know, I think at that point, and I was very young and naive age. You know, there was no one to guide as such. I was making my own decisions. So yeah. I just kept on working. You, you, you noted down that um, losing your dad at, at 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. After a long time. That, that must have been tough, especially like, you know, I've experienced losing a parent too, so I, I can understand that. And then, especially make, growing up into making those big decisions, like moving across the world, mm. um, then trying to find out like what the right decision is for you. Yeah. How did you cope with that? Yeah, I mean, it was very difficult because he, we knew he had this illness and it, was it went on about four or five years right because it was a kidney failure okay and uh, for kidney you have to go for dialysis so three times a week and uh, we didn't have car that time so we used to hire a rickshaw if it is raining you put the tarpaulin and everything four hours in the hospital so my most of my engineering studies i did in the hospital really yeah because it i have to sit there <clears throat> But yeah, so during that time, we were mentally prepared that, you know, at this, some stage it is going to happen. So but is it just you or you sisters, brothers? Anything? I have one younger brother. Okay. So he is three years younger than me. So it's just me and him. We didn't have, we don't have any female sister, sibling in the whole family. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is but then you've got, obviously you've now got two daughters, yes, right? So I think that is balancing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is it a big, big family? Uh, yeah, we have a huge family. Yeah, yeah. We are about fifteen cousins, but all, all male. Wow. Not one single. So we actually, you know, my mum used to say, "You actually don't know how to behave with females. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you know how to be gentle with them, probably." But yeah, so throughout my dad's illness, I studied there, and he passed away actually just before my mains exam so i had to take a drop and uh, then i managed to pass it okay but yeah i think my mom was the biggest support really because she was very strong yeah and i think the circumstances made her much stronger. stronger yeah yeah well. yeah and then she was very supportive she said you know and she would have helped obviously through the decisions that you made although you know yeah, guided yeah. you through that yeah, but absolutely. but maybe not being able to guide you whilst you were in canada directly yes, yeah canada and the thing is the stress and the problems i had i didn't want to share it with her because for her her son is abroad yeah you know and it I would add stress anxiety to, to her so for me it was just me you know whether i make it or not 
any decisions I take, I have to take it and make it right. So yeah, that's what I did basically. But I work hard, party harder. <laughs> no one there. There is no one to. Yeah, off. yeah, I you guess know, so. You can come at three o'clock in the morning. So did you did you live with the uh, the guy at you? Did you two live? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We were three guys. Three. So we were sharing, and we had different jobs, and uh, yeah, so. Mainly, we were working in an Indian restaurant because that's the easiest job. As a student, you get working in restaurants. Yeah, waiter, because that way you get your food sorted first of all. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know you are getting money, and on top of that, you get the tip. Well, the, the, I think for a lot of like people growing up, where you mentioned before that you'd done halfway through the the the, the um, um, halfway through the uni. Yeah. And then you started working, and yeah. then decided actually the money it was good. Yeah. It's very hard to come to that decision to continue educating yourself yeah. when you're receiving that money because you just see those pound signs. You're like, oh, if I work more, I'll earn more without yeah. without realizing that that that's not necessarily always the way. True. Yeah. But then when I came here, I studied. I I went into IT. Okay. So I did a couple of IT courses. Because learning was always in me, you know, I always liked reading. Well, growing up, did you have, were your parents strict on that education element? Because you said obviously at the beginning. It's by default. Yeah. yeah. Reading, yeah. <laughs> there is no way I wouldn't say any one person you would meet that they would say my parents were liberal. But my, mine was not as such strict in a way. Because I was a topper in there, I feel like up to secondary, higher secondary, no top three. I was always aiming for that. And my mom was the teacher in the same school I studied. Oh, okay. So there was even added pressure and that's yes. it. So there is no way I can do any mischief without her knowing. So I didn't do anything, you know. But even if I did, she wouldn't know. That is how <laughs> I always did. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, study-wise, it was always the case. Was it a big transition in terms of culture from India to Canada? Did, did you find it hard to adjust? Oh, God. It was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Because... Yeah shocking you know the first thing the western culture if you like the image what we had is from the hollywood movies <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i guess so and that is not all it's and that's all you see but because yeah. like now you, you didn't have the things that you do now like the the internet was not as strong no. if if at all you didn't have the access to the social media element no. uh it might have been just magazines potentially newspaper yeah. and then the odd like if you're fortunate enough to have a tv um the, there'd be an advert of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big shock culturally. Definitely, it was huge. And especially, I landed in Vancouver. Right. So I first landed in Vancouver, Burnaby. That's where my campus was, which is absolutely nice and tidy city. Vancouver is one of the most beautiful cities. Okay. And I'd love to go. Are, I haven't yeah, been yet. People are so, you know, nice, very respectful. If you are walking on the streets. If someone sees eye to eye to you, they will always smile, you know, say good morning, good afternoon, whatever. But yes. But then I moved to Toronto, which is like London, India. <laughs> you know, because metro cities where people come from all walks of to life. To go into one place yeah, to work. And then they are just focused on their life, you know. They want 100 to miles an hour, head down. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Vancouver really did open my eyes. So, so why did you move to Toronto? It's because uh, Vancouver is mainly a tourist place. Okay. So there are not many job offers available. Fine. And a couple of my friends, they were already in Toronto. 
and they said, you know, come down here and the grass is always greener. Right, yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's sure. good Toronto. It's, you know, full of uh, friends and everything. So I went to Toronto and it's a completely different experience, you know, everywhere you see the trash and... Well, it's more, I guess, more people too. Yeah, more people as well and then no one really cares, you know, in terms of... Compared to Vancouver, it was really, really different experience. Yeah, but I yeah. can imagine. And how, so how long in total were you in Canada? I think nearly three years. Nearly three years? Three years, yeah. Nice. Um, okay. At any point in this, how important was like fitness? What were you doing? Were you not, was it not at all? Were you starting to look in Canada? Were you gym, were you sporty at all? Mm. It was just study, focus on that job. Study and money. And then the money. money started coming, it was mainly money, you know. Because then I was like, okay, earn. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, clubs, <laughs> you know. So that was, I mean, I think that's when I started. And my alcohol exposure as well. Increased. Increased. Yeah. Tolerance increased in Canada. Because you almost training to drink. You tra train to yeah. drink more, right? Because being the place I come from in Gujarat, which is the land of Mahatma Gandhi, and because of that, it's a dry state. So there is no alcohol allowed in Gujarat, in our state. Wow. Yeah. At all? Nope. No shops sell it? Nothing? No, no. There is, you cannot even say, can I have alcohol? Wow. And that's the best part because when you don't have something there is a black market <laughs> yeah. so we used to get from well my market. next question was going to be i'm sure there was someone somewhere in that land that was able to get some alcohol and it probably went for a very costly price yeah yeah but that time it was not the price you know yeah yeah it's, you are having something which is you are not supposed to yeah get. yeah but yeah in canada i the company i worked for uh, it was a glass company. Okay. So out of 70, 80 people, I was the only Indian guy. Oh, wow. There were all, you know, people from Caribbean, Russia. So I made friends with them. So when so I, it was quite a multicultural company. Actually, yeah. But you were... You, you, yeah, you were... from India to completely different level I went, you know. And then they would teach me all the bad words in their languages, which that, is by default. <laughs> yeah, by default, yeah. Yeah. So when I go with my Russian friends, you know, vodka and all that, my Caribbean friends, they got me into this, you know, Caribbean rum, which has 85% alcohol. Oh, then, the thought of that yeah. already makes and me then sick. Fridays, we used to have short days. Shot days or yeah. short days? No, very short uh, days. Oh, I thought you meant and you then, had shot and then, and then short, short days. days. Well. So we go to this Caribbean restaurant. Right. <laughs> and then 13 of us. So first person starts buying the drink for all of them. So you have to wait for all 13 to finish because you have to buy them as well. <laughs> so by default, you are going to have at least 13 beers and then you have the shots. So we start probably one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. That's until a, two, three o'clock. That's a long day. In the morning, just drinking. Wow. But unlike here, they are very strict there. Yeah. One time we were all drinking and someone tipped the police. So eight cars came into the parking lot, blocked all the parking just to see if you are going to drive. Your anxiety, your stress levels must have gone. No, I wasn't driving. So I, oh, okay. I had friends picking me up and Fine. dropping me up. But we all had our cars in the parking lot, but no one can drive. So we started walking. 
we work halfway and then we just wait at half an hour <laughs> until they just, went. Yeah, and then come back. <laughs> take the car. But, but it's a different life then, wasn't it? it was absolutely completely different. Completely different life. life. And in a good way, touch wood. You know, I have met people from all over the world and they have always been nice. You know? do, do you still keep in touch with some of them? All of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I mean, luckily, you know, Facebook is there now. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I went onto Facebook, I looked, searched for them, got their number, so we are on WhatsApp and Facebook. Yeah, wow. I mean, that was a good bond I had. You know, when I left, they were really, they had, they threw a really big party as it's well. It's all part of life experience though, isn't it? Meeting new people, different cultures, Absolutely. making friends, yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, okay, so then into England. That was, was that something you always wanted to do? No. No. England was never on my list. Never on the list? No. But when I was in Canada, uh, during my plan was study in Canada and then eventually go back to US. Okay. That was the aim. That was the aim. Most people do that. You know, they study. A lot of my friends, they had already families in USA, but for one reason or the other, they could not go to USA. Okay. So what they did during the holidays, they would take visitor visa, start going, coming back, and then get their, you know, get married in USA and move. So my plan was eventually get a job and move to USA, but. UK was never on my list. Fine. But my wife, who I mean, who was my best friend since childhood. So Amazing. When we were eight, nine years old. Wow. That's when I first met her in one of the summer camps. So, she was she with you along the way of like you moving to Canada? Did you lose touch? Did we you? were just friends. Everyone thought we were dating, but we both knew that we were not dating. We were very close, you know, just like. Guys. Just yeah, yeah, just very good friends. Very yeah, yeah. Good friend. When she tells a story, she says like two women. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, throughout the years, we kept in touch. You know, she studied completely differently, but yeah, I was in Canada, she was in Mumbai. We still kept in touch. So at what point did you guys loop back round? Yeah, that is what. And her brother is my best friend as well. Okay. But in India, it's a very bad thing. You know, you cannot. Get, you cannot get close to your friend's sister. Right. But this is the other way around because she was my friend first. Fine. And then her brother got to know me. Okay. And then he became my close So the, the rules changed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And uh, so she was here at that time. She came on a, I think, working visa. Okay. And her brother was visiting her here. So that's when we started talking. Fine. Her brother and me, we would talk every day, you know, and he was like, I'll, I'll come and visit you and this and that and then at some point he got out of the picture and we both started talking again we were in touch but not as close and then I realized that you know after all the years I've been everywhere met so many people and everything this is the person I have very close to me yeah I never looked at it that way yeah 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 and probably she must have friends on me, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it just started. We started talking again and again, and it was like, you know. So that all looped back around to London, to England? Yeah. Yeah. And I was there, so she came to visit me in Canada. In Canada. I love cold. She hates cold. Fine. So Canada has minus 30, 35. Yeah, and in the summertime, it's plus 30, 35. 
it's extreme. Yeah, yeah, one from one but to the other. She hates being cold at all, you know. For her, anything. So she visited you in the summer? Yeah, she visited <laughs> me in summer. And then we both made this decision. See, first of all, we both are going to work. Okay? Now, British pound is always higher than Canadian dollar. So that is an added bonus. Plus, the other thing is, you know, for us to visit from Canada to India, it's a whole lot of preparation because it takes at least 24 hours door to door and it costs double the money. Of course. From here, we can make the decision like this. Yeah. Go back tomorrow if you want to. And the other thing is, weather is not that bad. Plus, over the even if you want to do weekend trips, you have Europe. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. One, two hours. So, you guys made that decision in, in, uh, in Canada? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it, we, she came to visit me with that option only. She's like, we will not be settling into Canada. It has to be UK. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, we told our parents. And because I was already there, my file was already, you know, I had the file for permanent residence because I didn't know we were doing of course, this yeah. so quickly. So we we decided to get married in Canada itself. Registered marriage, just three friends. We told the parents in back home in India, I said, you know, when we come, we'll have proper uh, wedding. Yeah. But, you know, this is more practical. Don't take it there. Because, you know, for Indian people, wedding is huge. huge. Five day celebrations. Oh, it's easily. Five, ten days, it's just, it's just I have been to a few Indian weddings and they it's are just their way yeah. of showing, you know. Yeah, yeah. How much the kids mean to them. Yeah. They're like huge. That. They're big event massive events. Yeah, so we just did register marriage in I think Niagara or somewhere. And yeah, then she came back and we both went. And you settled in the UK? Uh, we went to India to get married, came back. Yeah, and I think two thousand four or five I came here again with two bags, 30 kilo each, with just my wife here, and we started everything from scratch. That is pretty amazing, to be honest. That is it pretty amazing. It takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, I, c I can imagine. So then, the work-wise, what was the situation work? I, see, basically I studied engineering, but like everyone else, when you come from abroad, you don't straight away get the jobs, because that experience doesn't count. So I started working with William Hills. The betting, yeah. yeah. And then every evening I come home, I smell of cigar, cigars. Because at cigars. the time yeah, you could smoke in the shop, yeah. And I hated so much. The only good thing was I get to practice my maths, you know, because of the betting. <laughs> the betting yeah, I yeah. love maths always. So when we decided, I said, you know, I need to get into my engineering. So we took this, made a big decision. When my first daughter was due, we went to India. We stayed there about 10 months. And that's when I learned more in engineering field, learned a couple of software to design and stuff. I worked with a company, they designed you know, boilers, heat exchangers and big, big stuff. And then I came back and started applying. I decided, you know, no matter what, I will not do anything if I don't get work in engineering. I will not take the job, which so, is quite a big, big statement. Yes, but my wife was earning and she was very supportive. Okay. She said, you know, you it's must, the right thing yeah. to do because <clears throat> then the time will go 
and you can you keep on jumping. Yeah, I think that's that's a very valid point because it, when there are and there always will be you know people that go oh, I'm going to get a job because I need money to come in or I just need to tick over. But then it's very very hard to then pull yourself out of that yeah. to then go and find something. And there's there are still to this day and there always will be people that are in jobs that are unhappy. Yeah. And they will do that because they are scared of that leap of faith that, that comfort which, zone is there. That comfort them. zone. Yeah. So for me as well when I started this engineering job the first time the factory was in South Hero. So it was just you know 10 15 minutes journey for me. Uh, it was good. I, I used to design stuff for cake industry. And uh, again, when I started, you know, I think it's probably me, but within six months, I'm like, I need something more. You know, I'm not getting that kick out of it. Because I got it, used to it, you know. If you ask me to design something, I can easily design within a week. Rather than my previous person who used to take six months because they used to hand draw. But I knew the software, so I can do it straight away. Yeah. And then this thing came in. I'm like, you know, I cannot work for anyone else. Because when you see your senior management, someone, and you think, what they have that you don't, that makes them at this position, you know? And uh, yeah. But, but, but even that is also interesting because when you're, in, in my experience, or so, you know, when you find, when you're looking at someone because you think that they're in a certain position, and if they're in, a, in an, an employed position, you think, oh wow, they must be on X amount of money. Yeah. They have a great lifestyle, maybe dress very well or what, whatnot, but not realizing that actually that's not. It's, it's where you set your, your you set your 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 levels. Your, you set your tiers. Like yeah. that could be the pinnacle for someone. I want to be. Senior management, I want to earn my 55 or 60K, whatever it might be, yeah. and then that's me done. But actually, when you look at yourself and go, well, actually, I'm worth more than that, and I want X, Y, and Z, not even financially, but like free. I think a lot of us in, the, in, the, in our lives want freedom of time. Yeah. You want your time back. We never get, we'll, we'll never get more time, but you want to claim as much time as you can. Yeah. And that's why I think people often go, well, actually, it's a it's a very ballsy decision. I'm going to stop working for someone, yeah, and I'm going to start something that I want to do because it's Absolutely. my terms. Because the thing is, when you work for someone, you know, you always going to be working for them, and you are, as far as I know, you are a replaceable entity for them. Of course, you know, as long as they have the need, they will have you yeah the well no one's irreplaceable no no yeah. no one's but there, there are two types of people though there are, there are for me there are two types of people there are, there are people that were born to process they're very good at, at doing being told what to yeah. do yeah and there are others that have the creativity and ma imagination mm. that can go and do their own yeah and people can fall into both yes um yes. people I can fall into yeah. both but you just have to identify as an individual which category that you're in because a lot of people believe that they are the creative side, but actually, fundamentally, they need to be managed or told yes. X, yes. Y, and Z. You need to do this on that day, this on that day, and do think the grass is greener, but not always. Yeah, but I think again, I, someone at my workplace they told me that you know, you are a, because I am a Leo. He said you are a Leo, and I am surprised that you are comfortable taking orders from your senior person because. You know, we, we all knew that they didn't have that much 
capacity. They were there because the com- when the company was there, they were there from the beginning. Yeah, and because some people of are. The longer period, they got the senior position. Some people are just in positions because of who they know, yeah. not necessarily what they know. Exactly. Uh, and that's in all companies, all walks of life, yeah. anything. And for me, all my friends are business people back home in India, here, everywhere. I was the only one, you know, working for someone. At that time, yeah. Yeah. So they always were like, no, you must do something on your own. I said, I don't have the capital. It will it will fall into place once you make up your mind. And my friend from school, he, he earns more than anyone earns here. He earns that much more than that in India. And he always told me, I said, you know, you come from a business family. So you have that knowledge passed on to you. And which is a good thing because, you know, what we learn from books, they get naturally. Yeah, yeah. They have this from their childhood built into them. They don't even know that they have it, but it works for them. Yeah, yeah. Business. Yeah. And for 10 years while I was working, you know, this was on my mind. I need to do something for my own. But then you have kids, you have a mortgage. And one thing after the other, it always stops you at some point but see i watched a video by um i've said this to uh, we've spoke to a lot of people about this and and probably in other podcasts that there's a video by a comedian called steve harvey and it's jump Mm -hmm. the video is called jump it's on youtube it's about six minutes long i recommend anyone to watch it and one of the things that he says not obviously word for word but whether you've got bills or you don't something like you're still going to need to jump you still need to take that jump yeah. because you, you're going to have to pay for something, whatever it might be, whether you do take the jump or you don't take the jump. Yeah. So it's worthwhile in taking the jump and find, well, for most people, taking jump and f- finding out. Some people are afraid of failing. Most people. Yeah. Most people. But actually failing teaches you and that is, is f- by failing, you win. Long term, you win. If yeah. you learn the lessons. Yeah. If you don't learn, then that's on you. you it's, yeah, it's always the case because, you know, a lot of people say that he or she is an overnight success. It's never the case. No. You are only seeing the success. You never see how many times they have failed. People, do, yeah, people only see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And I, and even, we're still, you know, in 2000, we're in, in 2021, but that still is the case that like, and unfortunately, I am, in my experience, I find it is the younger generation that don't understand that actually in order to get that success overnight, it's actually taken like 25 years. Yeah. And this also relates to fitness. Yeah, absolutely. People do think, oh, that person is in great shape. What do they do? They train three times a week and they eat fucking packet of crisps and whatever. It's like, well, no, it's taken 25 years or 10 years of fitness, of constant repetition, constant commitment that allows them to have that flexibility. And they don't do that every single day, but they will do it for a period of time in their life. Yeah. But it gives them flexibility. No, that is what I even, I tell my kids that, I think people here, they get everything ready. Yeah, you know, it's ready available. Yeah. yeah, and I think someone did say that, you know, we don't have to tell the kids, you can do anything you want. You have to tell them, unless you put that effort in, you cannot have everything you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the effort, the discipline, the focus. You need to have all of this. You cannot just- They're hard lessons to learn along the way. And I guess when we were that age as well, we didn't really understand that. And there's, I I don't know what it is, but there just comes a point where it clicks and then you decide, oh, actually, I've either want to do this, I've learned from that, it registers. And you start to understand things in a different light. But you you were in the job, same job 
for 10 years, yeah. wanting to ju juggling all this yeah. and had that at the back of your mind. And then you decided to take the leap of faith yeah. and start something on your, on your own. Yes. What, talk us a little bit more about what you've started. So basically, uh, I am one of the dealers of a shipping company. It's a shipping company franchise. So we are like, you know, the comparison website yeah. of shipping, where you have all the DHLs, UPS and everyone. So from UK market to internationally, 200 plus countries, we provide services. So we are like a broker. Okay, so I want to sell something. Yeah. I go online, I look for the best rate to send something abroad. Yeah. You, you, you'll pop up, I click, I yeah. send to you, you send. But in a different way. Yeah. So we are not like online, com online companies. We have the added benefit of personalized account manager. Okay. So I work with local companies. So I am their first point of contact. So what I do is I go to them, I speak to them and see. Not everyone has the same rate. Yeah. We work mainly with the people who do not have huge amount of shipping. Because then the carriers don't look after them well. Yeah. If you are doing five a month, not a fifty thousand pound a year salary manager will come and visit you. Yeah. So that's when we come in, we say, Okay, you are doing this we will still give you a better rate. But on top of that, if you have any problem with your shipment, you don't call and stay online for 10, 15 minutes to the carrier. You speak to me and I'll handle it for you. And we have outsourced that work as well. So we have about 50 people who does that wow. job. You know, they stay on the- So it's a very personal touch. Yes. It is actually very frustrating when your parcel goes missing or it's not come and you have to be on hold. It is going to go miss. It will get damaged. That is by default, you know. I, that's what I even tell, you know. I said, do not expect me to say it's going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. And that's why we are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my own parcels get missing. And people think, oh, because you are the agent. I said, I am the agent, but the driver doesn't know who is carrying my parcel. One of my shipment was supposed to go in Wales. It went to Sweden. And yeah, those things happen, but that's when we come in. And yeah. you know, we give this personal touch, we provide stationary stuff. The know. amazing thing is like working with smaller companies because yeah. uh, you know, even for, for here, I looked into the, to the sh to shipping. Actually, I, I know we briefly spoke and I've, I haven't continued to go through with it yet just because of priorities of the gym. But with the coffee and stuff, when I was looking into that originally, to sell, to send X amount of parcels and it would have obviously been a small amount was like there was a minimum supply then there was the weight element that if it's a certain weight it falls into another category yeah. then it goes up um which it's just for those small companies it is absolutely ridiculous yeah. and especially when you are a small company you are wearing multiple hats yeah yeah you don't want spending your time on the phone looking for the parcel yeah it's easy for you to just email okay Nimesh, check this what's happening with it then we do that for you and come back okay they need this information. The address is not right. Yeah. Can you provide the correct address information? And then, yeah, so it helps. It helps businesses. So this job gave you, it was the flexibility to get that time back to be able to improve other, you know, people have a problem, you have the solution. Yeah. You're able to, to deliver that yeah. process. Yes. And on top of that, it helps me with my work-life balance because for me, it was always the priority to spend much, as much as time with my kids. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons is because I didn't have that 
opportunity to spend time with my dad yeah yeah you know i had this you know when we when i grow up we will drink together and stuff which i didn't get that so for me i made up my mind that you know i will create memories with my kids no yeah. matter what so that is the priority and the work it was the work was they made it flexible for me so that is the reason i carried on for a while but then at point i thought you know i have to jump yeah yeah when i go grow older i will be talking about this that oh i wanted to do it but i didn't do it and it will be too late mm. so yeah that's when i just that that is an amazing way to look at it, i guess you maybe not having as much opportunity as, as others to spend time yeah um with your dad that you're creating that for your your children that's amazing um okay you've written down that you're planning to hopefully take motorbike license yeah what's the inspiration behind that see growing up in india motorbike was the standard thing yeah yeah and uh, car and all those things it's a kind of luxury and you use for family so i had a motorbike yamaha i loved it but not the family because i had so many accidents is the license the same over in india to no, hit no. different I would imagine it's you, so you might know the person did taking the test and I, I I will find out at some point but yeah so in India I used to you know I've had so many accidents one time I had screws in my body wow. I went under the bus very bad so yes and it I still would, hasn't put you off to do your license but see the thing is with India the traffic is bad you know here you have some sort of you know, that that thing the good thing is you have really good uh, traffic system and everything but yes I, still it has to go through my mom and my wife because they are not really keen on it but I have decided I will take the lessons I think it, it costs about nearly a thousand pounds yeah I think you can do two I thought I've I had done a basic uh, bike license it, it is not, fun's not the right word but it is a very different experience to driving a car yeah um, but for me I've always driven the motorbike you know, I used to do this one the wheelie and all those things when I was younger. And when I went to uh, Himalayas, when I went to Leh we had a motorbike we rented and we we went on there, you know, 20,000 feet high. So, yeah, I think it is there. I think it, what probably I'm just thinking now that I didn't have those things in my younger years because of the family. Just responsibilities as yeah. well. Yeah. So, Maybe now is the time, you know, why not just do it before I'm too old? I'll never be old. <laughs> well, I suppose the element of like health and fitness as that's crept up the ladder. Yes, has... Absolutely. And that is what I want from, you know, the fitness. Yeah. That I want to be fit to run with my kids, even their kids, you know, just stay fit. I, I, I am in my 40s. I never admitted to my kids that. <laughs> they think you're 21. <laughs> I always say, oh, I'm around 20. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to keep fit. I know I'm not going to have six pack now, but not I, that is not my aim. I just want to be fit, you know, good shape, do a bit of cardio, which I'm not very good at, probably <laughs> you all know, but yeah. So it's I more have, it's more than just like you know the aesthetic of fitness it is yes practicality of yes. linking it back to your yeah, family life to your children it's just the thing is crossfit gives me that you know like unlike other gyms because the other gyms i would just go do some treadmill 
look at the weights. <laughs> if I see some free weights, just lift and go home. Yeah. Here, the main thing is I just need to have one motivation to come from home to here. It's the hardest then, part. Yeah, and then once I'm here, I know no matter what, I will be doing the whole workout. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's the main thing because you know people say it's not the mo- it's mo- people say motivation is the key. It's not discipline. Yeah. And CrossFit brings that. You know, all the coaches, you guys, just push everyone in a good way that you know you finish the workout. Yeah. I hate running. But I choose the workout where the running part is there, even though I am the last one. You know, everyone is flying like a cheetah, <laughs> like a lamb. <laughs> but I guess it's just like you know, you you you've got a very. It sounds like you've got a very good balance, which a lot of people don't. And we try to give that message to people that we get one shot at this life, and yeah. it is about having that balance. And if you yes. don't have that six pack, it doesn't matter. No. And if you don't have this, it, it, it as long as you're having fun. You're enjoying life on both sides. You're enjoying the physical element of the challenge, but you're also enjoying life outside the gym. So if you want to go for a whiskey, you want to go for a pizza, yeah. you can. But it is the discipline to know when maybe enough is enough or when to stop, but not to look back and go, I wish I wasn't chasing a six pack when I was younger. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely right. Like it is important. The fitness isn't, or your health is important in terms of what you consume, but it's balance. If you have everything, and your health is not there, what are you going to do? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And rightly, people have said, health is wealth. Yeah. Because if you have all the money, and I remember one of the India's richest person, someone asked him, I said, what would you do if you were to start from scratch? Now, he is a billionaire, and he said, one thing I would have done is put health as a priority while I was building my empire, because now I'm a billionaire but I have problems, my knees hurting, I have back pain. And he can't enjoy and life as, yeah. as much and as... now, those things you cannot reverse. You know, you yeah. cannot fix those things now. And it is too late for him. So, yeah, it is a good advice that, you know... Yeah, that's very interesting. Health is always a priority, it should be. Yeah, it should be. And I think the whole COVID situation made people realize that they, not realize, they started putting their health a little bit, they started putting their health first yeah. because they didn't have a choice. It was, I'm going to sit home, do my work, and then I've got so they, people getting bored, like, right, I'm going to go and exercise. And then it, one thing led to another, they started exercising, maybe they started making better decisions on food. Some people did, yeah. some people didn't. Some people are still finding that stuff out now. Some people started to, in, to, to look into like the meditation side. Some people started to look yeah. into the yoga element, the, the holistic approach. Everyone's different, but it's finding that balance for the individual. Yeah, I, I, I personally like you know, meditation. Do you, do you actively, yeah, yeah you meditate? I yeah. do that meditation because from my childhood, my mom being a teacher, she was always very strict. So we never had the opportunity to lie for a longer, you know, even if it's a vacation, holidays, seven o'clock maximum you can sleep in. But you know, I think that's a good thing because as you get older, you probably, you actually, uh, you, you're thankful for that because yeah, it, say, it gives you that, it, that word that you used before, discipline. It gives you that discipline. So yeah. no matter what day it is. No matter what, even if it's a weekend, I am awake. Yeah. Usually five o'clock. I mean, most people listening to this will be like, shit, that's fucking early. But it, it's the discipline. But five is late for me. Yeah. I used to wake up at four, four thirty. That's, but the thing is, you know, for me. That works. I sleep. 8 30 9 o'clock you would never see me after 9 o'clock 
that's how i build into <laughs> yeah 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 and the funny thing is when my kids were younger my wife we used to take turns to put them to bed most of the time when it's my turn i am fast asleep and they come out and then <laughs> my wife will come back and say you were supposed to put, put them to sleep, sleep but, but the, the, the benefit i guess in that you know waking up very early is that by like you know seven eight o'clock you've you've done if Absolutely. you're you've pretty much done half a day yeah Um, I love that. Yes. That is what I Everything's still. And what I used to do when I used to live in Edgware even now I wake up very early. So 6 o'clock in the morning I go to Polindelasta where everything is nice and yeah, yeah, lined yeah. up for Saturday. I finish my grocery, go have English breakfast, come home 7 7:30 no one is awake. Make breakfast for them and that's when my day starts. Yeah. Know? Yeah. everything is done fuel and everything grocery by the time they wake up i am ready yeah, and yeah. it gives me you know really good satisfaction otherwise by the time you do all that it would then be like midday yeah 1:00 you're yeah. like well half the day for you is, is there are queues i never like i don't like i think most people don't, don't like, like queues queue. yeah know? so for me it's the best thing that you know i finish everything before even if we are going on a holiday I tell them you now we'll start early so like we were going to Edinburgh we said we'll start at quarter to 5 just to give them an idea yeah 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 so the kids I said you can sleep in the car just stay in your pajamas yeah yeah and then I'll drive so by the time 7 8 hours every the traffic is building up I'm already there yeah they got the whole day but I I guess it's you know people get accustomed to that whole like 9 to 5 lifestyle and the 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 kind of message around that of like live for the weekends Yeah. Get that Friday night. I mean, it's slightly changed a little bit because of the whole COVID situation that there was no weekend. It was a 7-day or it was like a, a an 18-month working yeah. week. Um but, you know, you often find that people will sacrifice their their health in exchange for those late nights, those parties or not so parties, but booze and everything else. Yeah. Just for a few hours of fun on a saturday which would then lead in or friday which would lead into saturday yeah come sunday exhausted for the week ahead and then just to wait and do that all all over again yeah, yeah. it's it's just making use of your time isn't it it is i mean for me i can never say late but my family they love watching late night movies so they force me i'm i'm You're within 15 minutes yeah <laughs> i'm fast asleep on the sofa they leave me there I to be so, fair I'm very sim I could fall asleep anywhere anytime for me it makes more sense wake up very early finish all my work you know take shower yeah start your day yeah And sometimes even I come to gym uh, by the time I have finished most of my admin work then I feel like oh I I'm not feeling too fresh I take shower and then come to gym then go home and take shower again <laughs> And my wife was like, "Why are you doing this?" I said, "I need to feel fresh." Yeah, 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 of course. And you know, it gives me that freshness when I am here. I see everyone just rolling out of the bed. Yeah, there, here, there have been times. Yeah, yeah where And for me, I know because this is the time. Someone's I hair have, is still sticking up at the yeah, back. Or this is the time I have dedicated for my fitness. You know, this is my yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to do that. So even weekends, I go for, out for walks. So weekends, I call it my your my, time. My, yeah. Saturday especially, and I call it a slow Saturday. Everything do very slowly. Because remember, someone said to me there is a book called Taking Things Slowly. Okay. Because we are so busy in our yeah. own life, 
you are always in what you call autopilot mode so you just go come back you know you have never noticed how many trees are there on your street you know the, the leaves fall on the, the ground how many yeah the people that are around things, you know i might sound crazy but no 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 you these don't are the things when you you are you're absorbing that that absolutely. in that moment so what i do saturday if i'm doing the gym i do the gym go home relax just sit in my garden you know take my time i don't rush anything listening to to you say that like you know getting in touch with nature a little bit like hearing the wind in the trees hearing the pit like the birds and stuff yeah. it, it is it does bring you into that to that moment yes, itself absolutely it is yes. very it's a very calming and soothing time yeah yeah um and you're right we do live in we do live in autopilot i don't know if that's just london if that's just england there are obviously yeah. main main town main cities or countries that yeah, are like that um but yeah you're right to, to it's also a bit of appreciation yeah of the yeah. things around you and enjoy you know because at the end of the day you are doing all these things you know see if you are look at it even the dogs and the animals they get to eat food twice a day you know so for you to have something different than them these are the things you know you need to enjoy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And make the most of it while yeah. you can so. um fan of whiskey i don't know much about it but you're a fan well i am I, yes i as i said you know be growing up in in india where there was no alcohol available so for us the first concept was whiskey was something very bitter makes you high that's all we knew is that is that like in india is that whiskey is like because in fact a lot of indians do, do drink whiskey right yes yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah i think you get exposed to those things because beer and stuff it doesn't count as manly as such i not i, well, I don't think manly is the word yeah i yeah, yeah when you were when i was growing up my uncles when they would drink they would sneak in you know they would like i wouldn't say whiskey is hard to drink yeah I, we at the age you know younger age they were like have a sip have a sip oh. and then you get into it i, can, I can smell it right now it's all i can smell it it's we, making me gag we did not even have good brands you know well, now, is it Johnny Walker, Black Label, Gold Label? That is premium. That, that's premium. We were drinking, I don't even know, there were not even names on it. You know, He-Man or something. <laughs> something. Maybe it's I, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> in that backyard, it tastes so bad. But that was but a drink. the only thing is you are drinking whiskey. So when I left India, when I moved to Canada, that's when I knew that, you know, oh. there are different types of whiskeys, single malt, this, that. Then Crown Royal, that's, where, that's what I found in Canada. Okay. Then I think most Indians, when they taste Western whiskeys, JD is their go-to choice. Oh, I hate it. I have got... I uh, started with JD, but it's, uh, I hate it. That's me. probably why I hate whiskey. I yeah. won't tell the story, but I've got yeah, a I, horrible I story it. about... But now, out. yes, Johnny Walker, Black Label, Double Black. But this is a very short amount. It's like, well, 25? Yes, yes. 20. I think you have to, yeah, you have to. Drink it in small doses. Yeah, it, you can't just go. I mean, there was a time I used to, if I used to sit with my couple of my friends, you know, two, three of us would finish one bottle. But but is this is this a drink, well, historic, well, as I know, it's a drink that you would in, in, indulge, but you would drink slowly. Yes. It's still, that. it's not a case of like, bang, next one. In India, it's bang. <laughs> <laughs> if you drink slowly it's 
uh, I mean, the circle I grew up in, it was like... You're fr- it's frowned upon if yeah. you drink so. So it's just... It's more manly, not big, big, large. They call it patiala bags. Okay. And then just drink. And oh. yeah, but it's, it's different, completely different. Whiskey drinking in India, you cannot compare it here. Fine. It's completely okay. different. You've got down that um, one of your goals is uh, to climb Kilimanjaro. Yes, that is something. I think, you know, out of uh, the big mountains, I think that is one closest to where I can do. Because I've been to Himalayas, I haven't gone to, but it's very hard. It's very difficult. It, you are fighting with the nature and a lot of other things. What, what, what's made you want to, to, to do that? When I went, uh, I think a couple of years back, I went to Leh Ladakh, which is the Himalayan cities. Okay. 25,000 feet high. You know, the beauty, the nature, and the, what you call it, the meditative atmosphere I felt there. I've the, never felt anywhere Really? Else. It's so, like what you would say, you know, so tranquil, everything is nice, peaceful. You just enjoy the surroundings. What's the climb of Kilimanjaro? I think climb is about seven days. Wow. Yeah, it's not easy. And that's why I think CrossFit might... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be definitely a lot of elements of of it that you can take into it. So it's about seven days. Because a couple of my friends, they are from uh, African continent. So they said, yeah, we will set you up with... And it's about two and a half, three thousand pounds. But what an experience though. What an experience. You would pay that money for that experience. absolutely, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that is one of my... I want to have something to, you know, look forward to. I always try and keep something that, you know, I've done this. Okay, let me do this. Yeah. And again, the bike thing, I'm thinking is, it's one of my reward to myself. Yeah. Because if I achieve my sales target by next year, then I'll have the bike, you know. Even with the gym, I'm doing the same thing, you know. I say, if I finish uh, 12 le- lessons in a month, I'll buy another pair of shorts. Or I buy it's a very good way to look at it. Yeah, because yeah, that way it keeps me going. Reward, you're rewarding yourself with good behavior in yes, some respect. Yes, it is, it is mainly there. You yeah. know, uh, Kilimanjaro, of course, it's not an easy thing to do. But I have set it up that, you know, if I reach up to this level, then I'll do this. And then, you know, I, that is what, because being in my own business, I have no one to tell me. You know, you need to do this. I have to discipline myself. Mm. If I don't do that, you know, if I, if I probably start watching Netflix all day, no, no one is going to tell me. Yeah. But come end of the month when the bills need to pay, you know, that is when. Yeah. So, yeah, it's being that determination and focus. I, I usually ask, you know, at the end of the, of the podcast of like, you know, goals for the next six to 12 months. We've gone on some personal goals of, of Kilimanjaro and the bike. Is there anything in your personal life that you want to achieve in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, I mean, fitness. Uh, or even fitness, yeah, fitness wise. I always, I always write this down. Okay. Whenever I start something, there are five or six areas in life, social, career-wise, fitness, financial, family, spiritual. Okay. So I have all those written down. Amazing. And I keep, you know... Updating them. Yes, and keep a track of it. So in terms of fitness, that's when the fitness goal came in. Because I was looking into one of my old diaries. I used to write diaries. My wife doesn't know. <laughs> she will know. But yeah, so 
I think I wrote it down that I need, I, I want to be at certain weight. But during the lockdown, I actually put on a lot of weight. So that is why I need to have these goals written down. And if you write it down, it makes easier. makes it real. Yeah, makes it real. And they say, you know, if you write it down, you are more likely to achieve. Yeah, it makes it actionable. Like it's there yes. in writing. It's a commitment. With CrossFit. I want to lose at least ten to fifteen kilos. And because you've you've actually lost quite a lot since you first started. Yes. Yes. And uh, even when I started, was doing that. Three months, I lost nine kilos. Wow. But that time, I was you know well disciplined and everything. So with CrossFit, mainly I want to do is you know do able to do pull-ups, double unders, and run. I hate running. <laughs> you know? I mean, even if the dogs were chasing me, I wouldn't run. You say it, bite me. I'm, I'll take yeah. me. But yeah, so those things I want to improve on in terms of that sales, and uh, I want to for my business. I have uh, projections and stuff yeah, and targets. Some goals which I want to you know. I break up broken down from December to now and all that. Um, yeah, and, and family, spending as much time as possible with the kids. Yeah. So yeah, most of the time I am with my daughters. Weekends, by default, weekends are for them. For them. So and I watch. I mean, since childhood, I have done that. You know, probably more than my wife. When they were younger. I used to go, you know, the morning shows for kids. They used to have uh, Junior A. BBC, Junior, or Junior, yeah, yeah. And all those movies I watched, I can't believe I watched them. But yeah, I watched all of them with them. Just to spend that time yeah, with them. Yeah, just to spend. And I'm learning things with them, you know, their lingo right now. They're on Instagram and all that. And yeah, I'm just trying to learn all those things so that I can... It's relatable to yeah, them. Relate, yeah, and then they feel that, you know, dad is there for us. Take Sometimes it. they say, dad... You are just like, you know, one of our elder brothers. You know, you are so close to us, which is a good thing, you know, because I That's never amazing. had that and I yeah. will be able to provide that. That's amazing. Yeah. Nimesh, it's been absolutely amazing speaking to you and hearing your story. Thank you again. Um, guys, we're out of time and we'll see you next week.